Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover the management of a poorly dated pregnancy. Contemporary efforts to curb elective deliveries before 39 weeks of gestation are intended to reduce the risks of neonatal respiratory and non-respiratory morbidities that are more frequently associated with early-term birth. While implicit in strategies to reduce non-medically indicated early deliveries is a best clinical estimate of gestational age. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists considers first trimester ultrasound to be the most accurate method to establish or confirm gestational age. In the second and third trimesters, ultrasonographic biometric dating has a range of inaccuracy that increases with advancing gestational age. Pregnancies without an ultrasonographic examination confirming or revising the estimated due date before 22 weeks and zero days is considered suboptimally dated. Once again, that's an ultrasound cutoff of 22 weeks and zero days. A recommended 22-week cutoff for the determination of a suboptimally dated pregnancy replaces the established historical threshold of 20 weeks of gestation. Now, the rationale supporting a change from 20 to 22 weeks is that the same discrepancy of more than 10 days between ultrasonographic dating and menstrual dating, sufficient to support revision of the estimated due date, applies to pregnancies from 16 weeks through 22 weeks and zero days. The proposed cutoff also is consistent with the recent college recommendation that the optimal time for a single ultrasonographic examination during pregnancy is at the 18 to 22 weeks of gestation stage because ultrasound performed during this allows for fetal anatomical assessment and accurate estimation of gestational age. Okay, well, let's talk about deliveries in women with suboptimally dated pregnancies. Consistent with the practice for accurately dated pregnancies, the timing of indicated delivery in a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy should be based on the best clinical estimate of gestational age. However, there is no role for elective delivery, that's delivery without a medical indication, in a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy, and that's according to the college. Without a risk for the woman or the fetus that is considered sufficient to warrant delivery, elective delivery could introduce unnecessary risk of neonatal morbidity if the pregnancy proves to be earlier in gestation than originally estimated. The best clinical estimate of gestational age should serve as the basis for decisions regarding antenatal corticosteroids in women with suboptimally dated pregnancies who are perceived at risk of preterm birth. Antenatal corticosteroid administration generally is recommended before anticipated delivery between 24 and 34 weeks of gestation. Now, remember, according to the latest ALPS trial, corticosteroid administration can also be considered in the late preterm period, which is between 34 and 0 days and 36 and 6 sevenths weeks of gestation. There is insufficient data to support a policy for antenatal corticosteroid exposure in the setting of a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy undergoing presumed term delivery. Okay, well, let's cover amniocentesis for fetal lung maturity in women with suboptimally dated pregnancies. Now, I trained in a time when an amniocentesis for fetal lung maturity for the LS ratio or the foam stability test were considered routine when the due date was unclear. 
However, that has changed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Historically, amniocentesis had been used to assess fetal lung maturity before planned delivery of a fetus lacking an accurate gestational age determination in order to mitigate the risks of unintentionally delivering a fetus at an earlier than expected gestational age. However, late preterm and early term newborns with mature fetal lung profiles still remain at increased risk of adverse respiratory and non-respiratory morbidities when compared with newborns born at or beyond 39 weeks of gestation. So, according to the college, as of 2017, given the lack of reliability for predicting newborn pulmonary outcomes and an inability to predict non-respiratory outcomes, amniocentesis for fetal lung maturity is not recommended as a routine component of decision-making when considering delivery in a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy. Okay, so as we get to our conclusion, remember that the management of a presumably late-term pregnancy that lacks accurate gestational age warrants different considerations because a greater risk for these ongoing gestations is unrecognized advanced post-maturity and related increases in perinatal morbidity and mortality given concern that a full-term or late-term suboptimally dated pregnancy could actually be weeks further along than first believed, late-term delivery is indicated at 41 weeks of gestation when gestational age is unknown using the best clinical estimate of gestational age. For similar reasons, initiation of antepartum fetal surveillance at 39 to 40 weeks of gestation may be considered for suboptimally dated pregnancies. Delivery management of a pregnancy in a woman with a prior cesarean delivery also can be complicated by a suboptimally dated pregnancy in suitable candidates who favor a trial of labor after cesarean delivery but lack accurate gestational age determination Decisions about delivery timing and mode of delivery should be based on the best clinical estimate of gestational age. In a patient with a suboptimally dated pregnancy and a prior low transverse C-section who requests a repeat cesarean delivery, delivery is advised at 39 weeks of gestation using the best clinical estimate of gestational age. Lastly, during the antepartum care of a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy, it's reasonable to consider an interval ultrasonographic assessment of fetal weight and gestational age three to four weeks after the initial ultrasonographic study. Although this follow-up examination is intended to support the working gestational age, interval fetal growth assessment potentially may detect cases of fetal growth restriction. For cases in which fetal growth restriction is suspected upon follow-up ultrasound, fetal surveillance with umbilical artery Doppler velocimetry study is indicated and delivery timing should be reconsidered. 
So, in conclusion, when planning a delivery in a woman with a suboptimally dated pregnancy, the patient should be informed that limitations in determining an accurate gestational age introduce a greater risk of neonatal morbidity if the pregnancy is dated incorrectly and is actually earlier in gestation than she is believed to be. However, the patient should be informed that the rationale supporting delivery is that the risk of an ongoing pregnancy in the setting of a specific indication are believed to outweigh the risks associated with an inaccurate gestational age assignment. Well, that wraps up our episode dealing with the management of a poorly dated pregnancy. This information was taken from the ACOG Committee Opinion number 688 from March of 2017. We'll see you next time.